Don't know where to start when it comes to mermaid monofins? With a large variety to choose from, including kids' fins, big stiff blades, to full silicone mermaid fins, Finise has you covered. I have personally used several of their monofins, including the Rapid, the Foil, and my personal favorite fin of all time, the Luna. This fin has been an absolute game changer for me, and I highly recommend it for its overall comfort, form, durability, and ease of use. Be sure to use my special discount code, MermaidCourtney, at checkout to get yourself 20% off your next purchase at finiseswim.com. Again, that code was Mermaid Courtney, M-E-R-M-A-I-D-C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, over at Finise Swim, F-I-N-I-S-S-W-I-M.com, and a link will be in the show notes down below, my fishes. Hello, my fishes, Courtney Mermaid here, and welcome back to another episode of the Scales and Tails podcast. This is, I haven't been giving you guys the numbers of these, but this is episode 31, and today we're going to be talking about know your limit and swim within it. So that has a couple of different meanings, obviously, well, the most obvious being, of course, swimming, the actual, you know, swimming side of mermaiding. So we're going to touch on that today, and um, we can probably touch a little bit on some community aspects of that. Uh, as a theme as well, but I really wanted to dive in, <laughs> pun kind of intended, into the swimming side of it and just sort of give you guys my two cents on swimming as a mermaid. And there's a lot of pressure and stuff that goes into that, so I figured this would be a good start, a good place to kind of get us all on the same page and talk about a few important issues that come up as mermaids who swim. So I'm also going to start off by saying that you do not, in fact, need to swim and like to be able to call yourself a mermaid. You don't need to be able to swim. I know maybe that's a little bit counterintuitive or maybe you think that's a bit wrong, but in my pod, you don't have to be able to swim, okay? You don't have to swim in your mermaid tail. I just want to make that like abundantly clear, okay? We are like an accepting community, okay? Inclusive. It's not a, you know, like, yeah. Can you tell that there's some, there's some drama maybe associated with this as a topic, but... Let's kind of, we're going to start off at the very obvious side of this and work our way down. So let's start off by saying that swimming in a mermaid tail is a dangerous activity. <laughs> Everyone's going to come after me for that one. But it is. Did you know that we are not designed to breathe underwater? <laughs> so there are some risks involved. Now there are risks involved in everything you do in life. Okay, sitting here at my chair could in fact be risky, okay? <laughs> if you've met me, <laughs> everything is risky. So I'm a bit clumsy, but um, it's not my fault, I swear. Things like skiing, snowboarding, skating, horseback riding, motorcycle riding, was whatever you got, okay? It could all be, you know, I used to play field hockey. I can't tell you how many times I've had a near <laughs> death experience with that. Okay, no, not really, but like I've had I've had close calls where I've had a, a stick in the face, broke my glasses, or I've had a ball at the top of my head, had a concussion, like everything is risky. I think people associate more risk with mermaid tails because of people who might lack experience or knowledge, know-how, or safety protocols in place to keep people safe and these kinds of things. And because it's such a new activity, of course, there's going to be your naysayers, your people who are like, oh no, you can't, this is too dangerous. <laughs> so really, it's no more or less dangerous than, say, scuba diving or free diving or snorkeling or any activities that, you know, okay, you're in or on or around water. Um, the key, of course, being, and this is not really what we're touching on today, but the key, of course, being 
safety. Like you do need to be safe. You need to be smart. You need to not do stupid things without thinking. Have you ever seen those ads? The guy's trying to change the light bulb on the ladder. He's on the topmost, you know, what are they called? Uh, step, rung, whatever. And the caption, so then, you know, it cuts to just the light and a bang. And the caption is like accidents that could be avoided. You know, if he had just asked for help, maybe he wouldn't have fallen off the ladder and had, a, you know, met a tragic fate, you know? So there's things like that, just common sense. Like, you know, if you're going to go up and swim at a lake, you're not going to do it by yourself. You know, if you're going to go swim in the ocean, you're not going to do it by yourself. Like you're going to let people know where you are. You're going to have hand signals with people, or you're going to have some kind of, you know, communication with somebody to let them know they're going to know what to look for is a whole other topic that we could get into the safety side of being a mermaid and things that you could do or courses you could take that'll help keep you um, one step ahead of the curve, as it were, right? Um, so yeah, but basically the whole concept of knowing your limits and swimming within it is that you do know what your boundaries are, what your limitations are. That's not to say that you can't improve or you cannot practice new skills or you cannot, you know, swim outside the box, so to speak. But if you constantly act like there's like nothing that can hurt you or there's nothing you can't do, you may encounter some scary stuff. So for me, I personally have some limitations when it comes to what I can do, how I do it, and, you know, where and when and the whole thing. So I get foot cramps extremely easy. If you've been around my channel, you've been around the podcast, I've mentioned it more than once. Um, I get foot cramps just sitting in a chair, okay? I get foot cramps at night when I'm sleeping, not even moving, okay? So for me, swimming in a mermaid tail, like, and they're debilitating. The foot cramps are excruciating and I, you know, and could be potentially dangerous. So what I have done is I have learned myself, okay, very well over the years. I know what sort of the the precursors are, you know, if I'm doing a lot of backflips or I'm doing a lot of spins and flips and twists and turns and things, I know I'm going to have a ha have ham. What did I say? I said half. I hope I said half. <laughs> a limited sort of lifespan in the water you know, a limited amount of time that I'm going to be able to pull these tricks off, like massive fluke flips and splashes and things. I can only do so many before I'm willing to stop and take a break, uh, rehydrate, um, you know, get out, stretch my toes and these kinds of things. So I'm aware of that. And I swim accordingly because I would never want to put a fellow mermaid at risk or make somebody uncomfortable because they have to come and save my, my sorry tail. You know what I'm saying? So you, it is something important that you're aware of. And it's not trying to be like, oh, you know, you're weak or you can't do this. Because I have those conversations with myself, but it's not about that. It's about being safe because being safe versus being like cool is <laughs> two totally different things. You know what I mean? Like I used to laugh when they'd say stuff to, to us like that at school, like, oh yeah, you know, you, just safety first. Like, would you rather this or that? And you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't really care. I don't want to look stupid. But what looks dumber, okay, having almost drowned in your mermaid tail <laughs> or taking a break and sitting on the edge of the pool until things calm down, until you feel a little bit better, right? So what what would look dumber, okay, being that mermaid who actually did drown at the pool and met a tragic fate and ruined it for everybody and your friends and your family and the whole thing, or right? So you do have to kind of weigh it out 
see how you feel about it and and assess the situation. And I cannot stress this enough, never do something that you're not comfortable doing. Okay, peer pressure in this community can be a little bit much. I've even experienced it. And I know that people don't necessarily mean for it out of a negative place. And it is hard to know. And if you don't set your own boundaries, people aren't going to know that they've crossed those boundaries. They're not going to know. And then you're not going to know if these are the kind of mermaids you actually want to be swimming with or hanging out with because you haven't set those boundaries. And so then they are constantly pushing you maybe in a direction you don't feel comfortable in, right? So things for me, like if I could give an example of that without making anybody who swims with me feel badly, (laughs) um, I mean, absolutely no harm by this. And people, I am very clear with my boundaries. So this shouldn't come as any kind of a surprise to anyone. Um, I don't do a lot of underwater tricks. I don't do a lot of group activity underwater. So, and I have a reason for that, obviously, is because I do cramp and I put myself first when that happens. And I would never want to put somebody else in a sticky situation if I all of a sudden was like, they're counting on me to be somewhere and then I'm not there. And maybe they bump into me in a weird spot or I bump into them in a weird spot or whatever. You can actually see um, something where I made a snap decision actually in in Nerdmaid Faith's video. Now, I don't know if it'll be her last video by the time you see this one, because obviously this is August and I'm recording this in uh, July. It's July 6th as I'm recording this. So you may have, it's her swimming video with all the rainbow tails. Great, great video. My goodness. I think this might be one of my favorite ones she's ever done, by the way. So if you haven't seen it, you should probably go check it out on Nerdmaid Faith's channel. And, um, but you can actually see, so there's a point where you'll see two mermaids flipping in front of me and I make like a, I look like I'm going to swim forward and I make a sudden beeline for the surface of the water. So I I could see just enough underwater that I wasn't going to be as fast as, as these two were expecting me to be based off how fast Nerdmaid Faith can swim because she had done this trick I think either just before or just after anyways, but I made a snap decision. I was like, no, I'm not going to get through this without a foot cramp. Like that's not going to happen. And then I'm going to end up kneeing somebody in the face. And that is not the kind of mermaid I want to be. So I chose to, to, to just not, I made that decision. I was like, nope, we're not going to do this. Those guys went ahead with their flips anyways. And I just avoided the situation. So, you know, for me, that's, I know, like I've been doing this for Ooh, I want to say 14 years, and I, I have a pretty good idea of where I stand and what I'm actually capable of. Now, that's not to say I couldn't practice and get better and improve, but do it in stages. Do it in steps. If I want to try um, a trick like that where I'm swimming between two uh, mermaids doing loops, what I will do, or like uh, front flips rather what I could do is practice swimming the distance apart that they're going to be at a certain speed. I could start there. Then I could start with one mermaid until I get super, super comfortable swimming through the the loop that's made um, with one of those front flips with one mermaid and then try two. So that's, that's the thing, right? And, but people might pressure you and might make you feel like, oh no, no, we should totally do this. We should totally do this. Guys, it, you have to stand your ground because people will respect you more Okay, at the end of the day, for having boundaries, if you say, no, I don't feel comfortable doing this, people should respect that. And I hope if you're listening to to this, that if somebody ever says to you, no, you know, I don't really feel comfortable doing this as a trick, that you don't, you don't push it, don't press it, don't say, you know what you could say, look, maybe we could work up to this. Do you want to try a couple of smaller tricks first? 
that's an option. But if they still say no, this is their mermaid experience as much as it is yours. And it is important to respect that. And I definitely do try to be aware of that when I'm swimming with other mermaids. I hope any of you who've been swimming with me have felt that way. I do try to be very aware of other people and what their, what their limits are and how they're feeling in the water. It's just an important thing to do because we don't have the same kind of communication underwater as we do above water. You know, speaking, it's, you know, we you hear squeaks and grunts and groans and moans and all this stuff underwater because people are huffing and puffing and doing whatever, trying to get through tricks or trying to just do whatever it is they're doing. But you don't really have the same kind of visual cues, especially if you're somebody who, you know, I mean, obviously, if you've you can see you're when you're talking to somebody <laughs> you can see i'm i'm having a, a a private joke here you you won't know unless you know me i have a really hard time interpreting people's facial expressions so it's um it's it's good but you will have you'll have that so most of you anyway <laughs> anyways again it's just a little inside joke um but but basically you need to make sure that you're being hyper aware you know, it is your responsibility to be aware of other people as much as it, as it is their responsibility to be aware of you. So if we're all doing this and we're all kind of working together, that creates a beautiful thing. That creates a beautiful swim. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, of course you've ever. I mean, I hope you have. If you haven't seen me and, and um, Biosa swim together, Mermaid Biosa, you really should. Because <laughs> I think we swim quite well together. Um, we've been swimming together for years a lot. And... If you watch us, we are very, like, we do communicate, obviously we communicate with each other, but a lot of the underwater, like, flips and tricks and stuff that we do together, we aren't really, like, we, we just know each other so well now that we just do these things, and it's not really, like, we have figured out our body language in and out of the water, I guess, so... It's just an interesting, cool thing. And that's the kind of relationship I hope that you guys get to develop with other members of your pod as well. It's it's actually pretty magical. Like when somebody dives down, you have a pretty good idea of where they're going. Never make assumptions, obviously. Like I'm telling you, she and I have been swimming together for a long time. So we, <laughs> we kind of know each other pretty well now. And um, it's the same like me and Mermaid Kim. Like we swim together a lot. So we have a pretty good idea. Like I know which, where she's at and what she's doing. And I she knows where I'm at, what I'm doing. And... It's, that's a pretty special, a pretty special place to get, but it does take time and it does take initial communication, making sure that you know what your limit is, you know the limits of other people, and that you are considerate and you are, uh, okay, I want to say communicative. Is that a word? Did I just make up another word? I feel like I do this a lot on the podcast and then find out later that it was actually a word, but I don't know. Just communicate, you guys. Communication is the key to a lot of things in life. You know, good friendships, good relationships with your family, your significant other, your business, your job. Communication. It is just, it is huge. And I I have to work at it because I'm not the best at communication. So I do, I do have to work at it. But it is something that if you incorporate into everything that you do as a mermaid, you will find you are a lot happier. Okay, so now we can dive into uh, perhaps a little bit of the Know Your Limits one within it in regards to the community and uh, social media and a few a few things when it comes to the larger side of mermaiding. So when you are participating in the community online, you may or may not have encountered this. There is some drama around our beautiful little community, <laughs> the larger community online, I mean. I feel like my pod is pretty good. I love my fishes, my Patreon pod family. We got this. <laughs> We're pretty good. But the community as a whole, the bigger community, I mean, can have moments of 
you know, unfortunateness drama, and I've seen it a few times recently, which, you know, has been a bit of a bummer. I've seen things and I've wanted to just jump on it, but I know my limits are what my limits are as well, right? What kind of nonsense I'm willing to put up with, um, you know, on my channel or on, you know, social media feeds. Just, it's as simple as a quick unfollow, um, you know, unsubscribe, unlike, unwhatever, you know what I mean? Like, you do have to set boundaries for yourself in all aspects of your life, of course, but especially in an online community such as ours, where there is some drama associated with our community. There is with all communities, guys. We're not special. This is not, like, abnormal. This is totally normal. Everybody's got drama. Families have drama for crying out loud. And we're going to talk about this um, in the next episode as well. We're going to talk about uh, trolls and what that feels like as well. So that'll be a really good, a really good um, topic to cover. But basically, if you've created for yourself, you know, you got the Instagram account and you're following a bunch of people and you're scrolling through your feed and you come across something and you're like, oh, well, that made me feel horrendously uncomfortable and unfortunate and unhappy. Guys, do yourself a favor and know that that's not normal. <laughs> okay. Um, unfollow that person. If something's come up and you're like, all right, this isn't a one-off. This has happened more than once. And now I'm uncomfortable and I don't like this content. And it's not your social media experiences for you. This is such a, a, you know, maybe a little bit controversial of a topic, but look, social media is not real. Okay. If social media went away tomorrow, whatever was left, that's what's real. Okay, your life and your experiences with the people that you see on the on the regular and the people that you were talking with on the phone or your, you know, because we're all still in quarantine because it's August and, and my goodness, right? No, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So none of that is real. These are all people's, uh, you know, curated experiences where you're seeing everybody's best, okay, or things that have been selected for a specific purpose, you know. You don't feel bad, please, for the love of goodness. If I ever posted something and I didn't make you feel so freaking mermaid, please unfollow me. Like, I would not want that for you. You have to be super selective of what you let into your world because everything that you let into your world, okay, will affect you, all right? So that's, I mean, that's just hopefully a, a, a given. I hope that people just know that, you know, what you eat mentally, okay, is the same as what you eat physically, you know, or digest, it is going to affect you, okay? And not always in a good way. So you want to be consuming the kind of content that is making you feel good about yourself, that is empowering you, that is getting you excited to be a mermaid, that is making you, is pumping you up, right? You do not want to be consuming the kind of mermaid content that is making you feel bad about yourself or making you feel unworthy or unsupported or not part of the community or jealous or envious or any of these things, Okay, and that could mean getting rid of a lot of people on your feed, okay? And I know, maybe it's like, oh, well, this person's going to be mad at me for unfollowing them. Look, <laughs> if that's the case, then they're taking their social media experience in a little bit of a different direction than you are, and it is probably for the best that you've unfollowed them. A follow for a follow does not mean for squad. If you are trying to build a following online, okay, going around and begging people, randos on the internet to follow you, this is not how you build a following, you guys. So that's a story for another day. We could, I actually don't know when I have another one of those planned. I mean, we talk about this all the time in the Mermaid Mentorship Program, so I feel <laughs> we'll cover it over there. But um, I will eventually do another topic just talking about uh, the social media experience as a mermaid because this is something that's come up so many times in our mentorship group. 
and something that I feel like just really needs to be just really just nailed in there. You know what I mean? Just really, we got to go over it again, you know, just to really get it, what is it, drive, drive the topic home, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. But yeah, so now I picked Instagram specifically, but this could be any area of social media. This could be on any of the forums, on any of the Facebook groups, any of these things. If something pops up that you don't like, on Facebook, you just, you can hide, you can mute people, you can hide people, you can unfollow people and still have them as a friend. I have, I'm not going to tell you who, <laughs> it's a few people, but it's for my own well, well-being because I know I have struggles with anxiety and other mental health issues, okay? So why would I forcefully put myself in a position that does not make me my best mermaid self? Do you know what I mean? Why would I follow somebody? Why would I want to subscribe to somebody that makes me feel a certain way? It is not that person's responsibility. I mean, it is, obviously, but it's not like it's my interpretation of something. Does that, I hope that makes, that makes some sense to me. So what I'm going to say is like, your interpretation of something is valid. Your interpretation of something is 100% valid. Okay, so, you know, when I was going through finding out what kind of anxiety disorder I have, haha, <laughs> joy to the universe, I got a lot of this, oh, Courtney, it's just in your head. Well, you're darn tootin' it's just in my head. Where do you think it is? Up my nose? Like, come on. Of course it's real because it's real to me. <sighs> Can you tell that that just took a turn, you guys? It just took a turn. But I'm serious now, okay? I'm being serious. Serious. You guys... If you are feeling a certain way, it is your responsibility to ask, why am I feeling this way? What about this is making me feel negative? What about this is making me feel bad about myself? Address it and fix it. You might not be able to nail, you know, hit the nail on the head. That was the expression I was trying to hit. Oof, finally got it right away. But experiment. So unfollow this person for a week. Unfollow that person. Unsubscribe here. Maybe add some more of a positive. If you can find a couple of channels that are dealing with some of the issues that you're dealing with, start following those guys. Get a few positive sources in there and see how you feel. Because social media, I feel like it's it's such a negative place for so many people and it doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have to be. So I'm just going to put that out there. Taking a break is 100% okay as well. And this goes for swimming included. Okay. So knowing your limit and swimming within it, right? You guys knowing what you're you've, so you've hit your limit. You need to take a break. You freaking take a break. You've earned it fishy. Take a break. Uh, you know, play some animal crossing, <laughs> although that community is toxic AF as well, but that's a whole other, uh, yeah, topic of conversation. I'm not part of that. Like the larger animal crossing community. I have my little group that we, that we hang out with on the Patreon pod. I'm like, that's good. We're good there. That's enough. That's all that I need. That's all that I want. We good. Um, but on that note, that's where I'm going to leave us for today because I feel like this has been a long podcast, but there are so many things to talk about. I would love to hear from you guys. Get this conversation going. I would like to normalize having boundaries as a mermaid. So if you have an opportunity to make a post this week or next week or whatever, whenever you're hearing this, um, maybe just put a couple of thoughts out there and just let people know like, hey, this, this, you know, these, maybe these are my boundaries. These are my limits. You don't have to be specific. But include it a little bit in your in the conversation. Let's let's show people that it is normal to say no to things and that it is okay to say no to things and that it is okay to have boundaries because this peer pressure, like, oh, you have to do all these things, you have to be this kind of mermaid, is just so uncool. Okay. 
that's all that I have to say. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm very passionate about this as a topic. I know a lot of you are as well. Let's keep the conversation going over on the social media. And otherwise, I want to thank you all so much for listening today. And I look forward to chatting with you all again soon. All right. Happy swimming, my fishes. Bye.